Welcome to the Dream Mentorship Podcast, where we interview everyday women making a difference in their lives and communities. From doctors to stay-at-home mamas, CEOs who work hard with no drama, this is where you come to dream and be inspired. Because at Dream Mentorship, we believe that every dream is valid. Here's our host and founder, Mac Jane Creighton. Welcome to today's podcast. Of course, you know, I'm your girl, Mac Jen Curtin. And today we have the pleasure of interviewing a phenomenal woman. And you know why in just a minute, once we get to learn more about her story, she has such inspiring story to share with all of us today. And uh, we couldn't wait to share with you all. Um, she is a mom and a wife and uh, she is fantastic. She's an author and she's written poems. Um, dear son, uh, which we're going to talk to her a little bit more about. And um, of course, she's also had tons of experience with um, sharing more about um, gardening and the benefits of that. Uh, so we're going to ask her all about that in just a minute. So would you join me on welcome to today's podcast, Tanita Tenant. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> awesome. So uh, we just want to give people a little bit of background about your story and how you, you know, how everything started. Um, can you tell us how, um, just a little bit of background of, you know, where, where you are, um, or where you went to school and things like that, and how that journey got you to where you are currently. Uh, I know that you're a military family, so, <laughs> so I'm sure that has a lot of influence to do also with some of the things that you, um, you, you are doing currently. So would you care to share that with us? Yes, of course. So, um, well, I'll go back to when I was seven years old, about seven years old. That's when I knew first that I was going to write stories, right? Um, I just knew that I wanted to create these stories. I had a big imagination. Teachers always complimented my big imagination and my ability to um, really bring imagery to my words. And um, I just knew I wanted to be a writer, but as life would have it, society would give us these messages that, you know, being a writer or a painter or whatever, you have to be a starving artist. It's not really lucrative. It's not um, a true career path. And so um, I decided to study journalism, which that to me seemed like the closest way to still be a writer and tell stories um, and to have quote unquote, a title that would be respected and um, earned you know, a decent wage, right? Um, so that's what I did. I went to Penn State University for undergrad. Um, and then, you know, I was working in corporate America, not even in journalism, because um, I graduated in December uh, 2006. I graduated actually a semester early from Penn State. So around 2007, when I was really in that job search, we were still dealing with, you know, recession stuff. So um, I just, I did different little temp agency jobs until I got my corporate job, um, not even in my field. But so I was working that and then um, military life happened. You know, my husband was in the Air Force and they decided it was time for the tenants to move to Oklahoma. The middle of nowhere, <laughs> Oklahoma. So we moved there. It was a big culture shock. Um, 
I had written a poem back in, I, I don't know, it was probably like, I don't even know. I'm not going to try to guess the year, but I had written this poem before we had, okay, 2014, that's when, before we moved to Oklahoma. And I knew I wanted to turn the poem into a children's book um, that was Dear Son. And I had my friend draw these pictures, but we didn't know what to do with the pictures after that. We didn't know how to make it digital. Um, so I just sat on it because we had this move. So it's easy to kind of forget because you get caught up in the day-to-day -day hustle. So it sat there. Um, you know, we were in Oklahoma. I, you know, had my two sons at that time and I was transitioning. I started working at a newspaper, a small town newspaper as a community reporter. And that to me was the perfect time to get my master's degree. Cause I was lost. Like I was lost in this military wife life, you know, trying to find my footing. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna go back to school. Got a degree in new media journalism. Um, the newspaper was making some changes. So I resigned um, after I got my degree and I decided, okay, I'm gonna bet on myself now. I'm gonna try this freelance stuff out. And so I did, and then I was, you know, trying to navigate that and we got pregnant with my daughter. And um, a week after my daughter was born, tragedy struck my family and my brother passed away at only 26 years old. And, you know, grief will really put things in perspective for you. And I remember um, we moved from Oklahoma to Missouri, um, just right after my birthday. And I remember this gut feeling like, go back to that book you wrote. And I told myself, my brother lived a full life for just 26 years. He just went after things. Like he didn't think twice about it. He just did stuff. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go for it. I'll figure this out. And I did. After I figured that out, I knew I was onto something. I knew that my dreams were possible. I knew I no longer had to chase traditional publishing. There was a new world open to me. And um, so, and I jumped straight in I, I, to my third. That's kind of how I got from seven-year-old dream to now at 35, I'm really living it. Awesome. I, I love that. And I love the fact that you brought up the fact that um, seeing that your dream was possible. And I love the fact that you're already living it, uh, which is still pretty young to be to say, oh, I'm living my dream, which is for a lot of people. That's not something that they can confidently say. A lot of people are still trying to figure out, okay, what do I want to do with my life? And for you to be able to get to that point and say, you know what, my dream is possible, even though it happened, the inspiration happened through a tragedy. Um, and I know that you're a mom. So can you talk, talk to us a little bit about that? How do you balance life? Um, you know, as an everyday woman who's probably looking at the listening or watching this in, um, interview and thinking like, yeah, it's easy for you to do that. Or maybe because you had uh, access to resources or stuff like that. And they're thinking, well, I don't, I don't think I can do it. Uh, what would mm -hmm. you say to them? How, you, how were you able to go from, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I have all these different things that I do. I'm still able to, you know, go pursue my dreams. Okay, so first of all, let me 
let you know, I'm still figuring that out, okay? <laughs> there was no extra resources for me. We are military, we don't have family. Um, right as we're doing this interview, I'm looking at my daughter on her iPad with headphones on. So um, I just really had to make a decision and say, I'm gonna make it work how I can. So if it's waking up early before the kids, so I have to stay up late sometimes. Um, this year we did um, put my daughter in half day pre-K, um, like around November. Um, so, but school just ended for her. So it was not like she was in school a full year, but we did that so that I could have a little bit more time. But really it's about making a decision. If you want it, you will find time, even if just five minutes a day, because sometimes that would be all I had was like five minutes because my boys are in sports. And, you know, I had a little baby that was at home with me all the time. So I don't know if um, there's true, true balance, because there's something that's always going to be kind of not tended to. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, I think it's about making a decision. I have to make a decision every day. Um, what's going to get most of my attention today? You know, am I going to work on the podcast today? Or am I going to be sending out emails, uh, you know, pitching my book today? I just have to make a decision. Okay. I, I, I love that you said that too, because uh, I'm a mom and I know and I, I we've gone through the uh, half day <laughs> pre-K um, season as well. So I totally get it. I can relate to your talking. I'm like, yeah, I get it totally. Um, uh, I My question to you is in, in all of that balancing life or pursuing your dreams, now you're an author and I'm going to get to your book in a minute, but were there any women in your journey that were so inspirational or they were that gave you that extra push um to 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 do what you do now or you know even as a seven-year-old um that had all those wild imaginations um of you know writing and stuff were there anybody who spoke life over you and say hey go for your dream go do it were there any mentors who would you pick as a role model uh, or someone who was that instrumental in your journey um, well, okay, so for me, I didn't really uh, have any. Um, so my inspiration for writing did come from my grandmother, uh, my paternal grandmother, Christine Powell. Um, and she just recently passed away two summers ago. But um, so my inspiration came from her because she had all these books around the house. She had tons of books. She was an avid reader. Um, that's when I learned about Essence and Ebony Magazine. Um, I'm sorry, my daughter is Tori. Can it work, right? <laughs> um, but honestly, you know, I saw her books. I was introduced to Essence and Ebony Magazine because I would see them around the house and I would see uh, these black women on these magazines and and I was like, ooh, there's something about these words. And that's, and I knew that I liked words and, and creating stories. So that inspired me to want to write. I wanted to have articles in these magazines one day. Oh my goodness, could I have a book? You know, that's kind of how I thought as a child. Um, but 
nobody in my family really saw that. Um, like I didn't, there was, or really lived that. I never, I didn't see anybody in my family that was doing that or really knew um, entrepreneurs or artists. Um, so as I got older um, and we got into the age of social media, that's when I began to find um, more inspiration and quote unquote mentors. I believe that you can have mentorship from people that you don't know. Um, I began to be inspired by other writers um, like Lovey Ajayi Jones. Um, I love her podcast. I love her writing and I would listen to her story. And so I would uh, research her and just soak up what I could from her. And that was mentorship for me without having one-on-one -on -one conversations, you know, purchasing her books. Um, Christine Platt, um, she is an amazing writer and she just got like her first big book deal. But um, I've watched her journey. Now her, I did have the pleasure of, you know, having some exchange and she did, she poured into me. And I actually have uh, the letter that she sent me above my desk, um, just reminding me to, to keep at it and to keep honing my skills, keep getting better. She recommended books. Books are mentorship. If you don't have access to, a physical mentor, someone, books are mentorship. And she recommended um, some books that I purchased and um, some that she gifted me. So that's kind of where I found my mentorship. But now that I'm more into it, I am connecting with other women who's on the same path and we're kind of pouring into one another. Um, so maybe this is not the typical answer, but I would encourage anyone, if you feel like there's no one in your circle or reach um, to mentor you, find books, uh, find women online that are doing what you want to do that's successful in that. Down and check it out. That way. Yeah, um, absolutely. Mentorship, it doesn't only happen with um, family or people that we know already. Um, it can happen in various forms. And you correctly highlighted all of the different ways that women can or anybody in general can get mentored and not having that excuse of saying, oh, I never had a role model. I never had someone to teach me how to do this. Uh, and that kind of brings me back to your book. Your book talks about self-confidence for the black and brown little girls and boys. Um, talk more about that. Uh, and uh, where can people also get your book if they're interested in getting those, those for their kids? Okay, well, actually, I have to, I have to say, um, I can tell you about those books, but Dear Son and Dear Daughter are no longer going to be on the market. Um, I have established my own publishing company now, McKinley Ray Books, and I will be republishing those titles. So we are taking those off the market. Um, actually, this is one of those things that you learn and grow. Um, the saddle stitch books um, will no longer, Amazon will not sell those books anymore. So that actually gave me a nice push to really level up and, and you know, redo those books and make them even better. Um, but 
in establishing my publishing company, we released our debut title, Tori the Great Discovers Her Superpower. And that was written with my daughter. And, and all those books do have a similar message. We want to inspire and uplift um, children, especially brown boys and girls. We want them to be able to see themselves reflected on the pages. Um, we want the story to mirror their experiences. Um, so it, it, all of my books will always have that layer to it. So um, Dear Son and Dear Daughter, they will be coming back. But the premise for those books was to really speak and affirm their greatness and, and their skin and just who they are. And so does Tori the Great. That is exactly what we do in that book. Um, you know, it, it follows her journey of getting glasses, but you see her family reaffirm her greatness and, and help her to remember that she's great just as she is. So that's kind of the messaging that I always want to be in my books. Wow. First of all, congratulations. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Publishing company, that is a huge, huge milestone. And uh, I'm excited also um, to, um, to get your book uh, for my daughter. Uh, so I, I, I want to I I see that. Um, that's amazing. Um, but I know you said currently you, you, are, um, you are transitioning, um, but is, there, is it possible for people who are, who are also interested to get um, the, the one that is your debut right now? Yes. Um, well, I did have it next to me, but yes. Um, Tori the Great Discovers Her Superpower is on Amazon, Target, Barnes and Nobles. It's multiple places. It's out. Um, I'm really excited because we actually um, hit number one new release on Amazon. So that was exciting for us. And we've had television debuts. We've had a lot going on with this book. So it, it's out there, it's available, and there's more to come. <laughs> Yes, that's exciting. That's that's what we're talking about. Women winning. <laughs> so, yes, that's great. Congratulations. Um, talking about um, um, all, all this great stuff that you are doing, and I'm sure you have a support system um, that helps. How do you find the time to garden, or how does that even tie into all of the stuff that you're doing? Okay, let me tell y'all the garden that is like my sacred place um it was actually for my husband's birthday a couple years ago we had kind of talked about maybe trying to grow some things and we had tried a little few things here and there in Oklahoma but we we didn't stick to it um but we talked about it more and more so um a few years ago for his birthday I came home with all the stuff to garden and I was like come on we start in our garden and I think that was one of the best things um we could have done for our family because we all got out there we learned together we watched these things grow and i began to see um stages and seasons of our life reflected in the garden so um you know just watching things grow having to tend to the soil just learning about how healing the soil is also if you think about where we come from and our ancestors and how they were able to, to take care of themselves. They had to grow um, everything that they ate. And so there's a lot of power in gardening. And um, that helps me ground. And, you know, I, I have 
live with, you know, mental health issues like depression and anxiety. Being in the garden helps calm me. It's a place where I can just release. So yeah, gardening, that's, I love it. I love it. I'm a big advocate for people trying. I'm always trying to tell people just at least try herb gardening. No, people don't think they have a green thumb. I never knew that I could do this, but honey, I love it. I love gardening. I'm glad that you're encouraging people like me who are scared. I mean, I keep thinking about it. I'm like, I kill every plant that I've tried. Um, but I did have a farm when I was younger um, and I was able to grow some um, like some like corn and um, black mm -hmm. eye, stuff like that. So definitely uh, on my list of things that I want to go back to doing, I enjoyed doing that. Um, kind of shifting gears a little bit um, and just talking about um, life in general. I One of the top questions, believe it, um, that we get all the time is people saying, how do I publish my book? I, I have this idea, I want to be an author. Um, you know, what it was the process like um, and all of that. What advice would you give to someone listening who who is, you know, who has a book inside of them or who's written stuff? Like with me, my first book, I actually wrote that like you say, you write stuff and you never publish it. You know, you have those excuses. Mm -hmm. uh, my first book was written years and years ago. And it was until a summer when I was home for the holidays. My mom picked up the book and my sisters picked up the book, you know, and they started reading it. And they're like, this stuff is really good. You need to publish it. And thankfully, I had mm -hmm. a family that were pushing me and say publish it publish it and then that was how that book got published um but there might be people who don't have people pushing them so i want us to be that push for them today and say hey go get right. it you get it published what would you say to them well i would say you know if you haven't written the story but you want to or think you might want to i would say write just write every day write a little bit um get it out and then I would say, you need to be following me on Instagram at Tanita Tenet. And um, we are rolling out our publishing company's Instagram page. But I am going to be releasing free information. Um, I'm going to be going through that whole publishing process, um, you know, because I, I do want to help other people and especially women and women of color to, uh, to own it, to do it themselves and not feel like they have to chase the traditional route, um, but definitely write. And we get attached to our writing, um, but editing is important also. So write the story, get it all out, um, do your own editing, but then get a professional editor. That's what I would say you need to start first. And um, yeah, get out your own head, don't compare yourself and a tip that I always give people and some people don't even realize it whatever you're writing you need to read books in that genre if you want to write a children's book if you don't have children or if you do you need to be reading all of their children's books because you especially with children's books you have a certain amount of words you need the story to be in so you want to learn how to tell my story and keep it tight. Um, so definitely you need to be reading in your genre. Don't compare yourself to the authors, but just understanding 
how to compose a clear story for whatever level you're writing it. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. And comparison kills a lot of dreams. A lot of people are constantly yes. comparing themselves with other people. I'm like, well, I can never be with this, like this person. Um, but you all make sure you follow Tanita on social media. And so you can get some more tips and possibly even get published by her publishing house. Um, so we would love that. Um, and on a final note, uh, even as we kind of wrap up this, this has been really cool. It's been really fun getting to know you. Um, I know we have talked about what you, your dreams are and we have also talked about um, off, offline. We have talked about your mm -hmm. ideas statement what you're passionate about um uh, using that as uh, as leverage or as background uh, what would you say to any woman in general who is afraid to go for their dreams whatever that is it doesn't even have to be publishing or book it can be anything yeah. it can be being a mom and you also mentioned some really potent stuff about going through anxiety and depression and finding your eats, finding where you can go that is your sacred place. Um, and just kind of tying all of that in, what would you say to that woman um, who is right now listening and feeling like, oh, I, I just can't, this is not me, this is not gonna happen. What I would say is you don't have to be fearless. I don't believe in fearless. Make the decision to do it with all your fear. Bring it on the journey with you. Um, and like I said before, find women, even if it's on social media, that is doing what you want to do. And when you see what they're doing, it's not to compare or to copy, but remind yourself, they had to go on a journey to get there. So it is possible. Your journey may look different, but but those women are a reminder to you that it is possible. So I would say one step at a time, whatever you want to do, tell your fear, we're going on this journey, hop in the luggage and bring it with you. Um, because we, we really only get this one life. And I heard somewhere someone say that, um, I guess like the richest place is like the cemetery, because that's where a lot of people's dreams end up. You know, there's a lot of million dollar ideas and stuff that people take to the grave with them because they didn't uh, find it in themselves to pursue it. So just do it, just do it. Even if it's not great in the beginning, because honestly, my first two books, I am eager to republish those books, um, but I had to do it. I had to start from somewhere. So I'm still proud of those books that I did it. And now I'm in a position where I can continue to level up. So whatever your thing is, you know, even with being a mom, Take it one day at a time. Take it one day at a time. Give yourself grace and just go for it. Like do the best you can with what you have. I think that's the best advice I, I could give someone. Absolutely. I love it. Do it afraid. Uh, so you don't have to worry about all the different things like, oh, I don't need my fear. I have to be bold and fearless. No, do it afraid. Uh, just make sure you get it done. Um, thank you so much, Tanita, for joining us on today's podcast. Really enlightening hearing your story. And we are wishing you all the very best, even as you grow and uh, continue on this journey. Thank you so much for having me. It was definitely a joy. I enjoyed myself.
Awesome. Well, thank you all for listening to today's podcast. Um, we hope that you absolutely enjoyed it. And we just want to go ahead and um, let you know that you are welcome to be a part of the Dream Mentorship community. You can volunteer, you can donate financially if you would like. Uh, or ask us any way that you would like to be involved in the work that we do here at Dream Mentorship. Uh, until next time, I remain your um, host, Mac Jane Creighton. Um, do have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Thank you for listening and going on a captivating journey of inspiration with us. If you'd like to learn more about Dream Mentorship and become part of the Dream Mentorship family, follow us on Instagram at Dream Mentorship or visit our website, dreammentorship.org. Feel free to send us a message and tell us what you loved about this podcast and our wonderful guest. This episode was edited by me, Evelyn Calvo. No matter what your dream is, we can help you make it a reality. And the first step is learning from other women living their authentic dreams. So come back next week for another episode.